What's up, Ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. It's Thursday. Time for Dispatching Live. My name is Jay. We are going to do a little bit of news. We're connecting retail, wholesale, logistics, and tech. Your auto transport community media since 2017. Thanks so much for jumping in. Please do feel free to leave a like and share and copy and tell your friends. Leave a comment below if you missed the show live. Uh, oh, no, that was Tuesday night. We don't have a show lineup tonight. That was Tuesday night. So on Thursday, it's Dispatching Live. Thirsty Thursdays, um, you know, whatever. It is Thursday. Let's bring, let's bring in Sue. Hey, hey, Sue. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, pretty good. Uh, you know, I was reminded that, you know, just one week off feels like a long time. Forever. It does. It is weird. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> Super weird. Um, but we're lucky. We've been looking forward to this show. We got repo car hauling with Rob. Yep. So um, Rob's in his truck standing by. And that's right. We're going to do a show where we feature car hauling again. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the show. If you are in auto transport, if you're a driver, if you're a hauler, you're loading, you've been watching YouTube videos, you are thinking of getting in or getting out, or, or you're just going flat out sideways, this is the show. And so Rob, Rob what Rob does is he, um, do you want to say what Rob does? Well, I, he owns a repo car company, um, and he also does a little bit of everything in the industry. So he's a great person to talk to for advice, for anything like that, so... Yeah, right. Oh, and he's going to, I think he's going to share contact info. So, Mike, check one, two, three. If somebody wanted to get a hold of Rob, I think that, uh, I think he's going to have that too. So, let's do this. Let's, you know, um, well, before I do the waiver, I think we're going to cancel the waiver soon. Oh, that's Rob, by the way. And, oh, that's a Hummer he loaded the other day on his flatbed. So, he's got, I think he's got an assortment of gear as well. Yes, Flat he bed, does. Right. And he's got, I think he's got several trucks underneath him as well. From Which is cool. So you can talk yeah. equipment with Rob. Yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. all right, let's do this. Dang it. I'm telling you, I think we're near the end of this waiver, but we'll just do it anyways. <laughs> okay. And another bell. Uh, please be aware that views and analysis provided on Dispatching Live relate to the auto transport industry as a whole and may not relate directly to ATI Auto Business, Auto Transport Intel, any affiliates, advertisers, or audience members. All viewers and participants of this content explicitly have any rights during this live program, whether in voice, chat, comment, video, or audio, have been advised and encouraged not to say or express any opinions that they really like. Direct to ATI Auto Transport may not feel like they have the right to do so. See, we've run the tape so many times, it's starting to wear out. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, you feel strange? That's the dispatching live effect. You're getting truth live or on demand, and it's, you know, we don't really follow all the rules, but this is automotive because you can do whatever you want. We'll talk about that in a bit. Auto transport community media since 2017. You know that ATI has been here long before COVID. Long before you had long COVID, you had ATI. We look at the full ecosystem, new, used, auction, dealer, OEM services. Yep, brokers are here too. Yep, dispatchers are here too. Carriers that don't like either are here. Okay. 
Um, we did dispatching lives, uh, carrier vetting for all. That was our last show. That was two weeks ago. That was interesting stuff. Yeah. H have you been back to it? I haven't been back to it yet. Yeah, no. I know. See, this is the thing about life. <laughs> this is actually, you know what? That's really good for me. I'm going to tell you why. A lot of people, you know, they make a podcast and then mm -hmm. they're like, oh, made the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need to do like 10 of those <laughs> before, because people, you know, you don't just make one show and then everybody's on board. Life isn't, shoot, you, there are things you're paying for that you're not even properly, you're using, right? True. True that. We all have subscriptions <laughs> to some software we're not even using. Yeah. Everywhere. We just haven't taken the time to cancel it. Yeah, until you get the bill on your thing, right? and then you're like, oh, Isn't crap. that funny <laughs> that one day you're looking at your credit card bill, and you're like, what is what that? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize you've too been paying for it for 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, this is, a, this is what we did Tuesday night. No, I want to talk about website traffic data for just a second. Okay. And that is that if we have a website... How many people? How many people are embarrassed by their websites? Oh, I'm sure a lot. I'm not even happy with mine yet. My website. Yeah, website. you're. I mean, I'm not embarrassed by it. I wish I knew more to to make it cooler. Ooh, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Well, so Tuesday night we were talking about. All right. So when it comes to figuring out what would make your website better. One of the ways is to measure your traffic and see what's happening. Right. How long are they sticking around? What are they doing? What pages are they going to? And that's kind of what... So it wasn't this boring, crusty show about website oh, analytics and data. It was about <laughs> learning how to make a better website. It was cool. We talked about marketing and uh, Dana from Auto Hauler Exchange was on. We had uh, <coughs> a digital marketing gal um from chastang ford she was in the panel it was a cool show it's neat so i wanted to share that ecosystems neutral zone we'll cover it all dispatchers brokers drivers auction reps ceos guy in the corner office that doesn't have any idea you know what we're talking about show me the truck is up next on oh, i'm moving quickly too because it's we're only eight minutes away from bringing in rob we're gonna move faster Everything's moving faster. Met Mercury retrograde is moving faster, so we're going to move faster, too. Somebody sent this in. It's a sign of the times. You got to do what you got to do. Um, you got to do what you got to do. And sometimes, right here, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Maybe, you know, yeah. I actually saw a shoot, man. I don't remember where that I saw can't this. seriously be legal height, right? <laughs> on that other one. <laughs> and I saw a, I saw this. I don't know if it was a video oh. or a photo. I can't remember. I can't believe I didn't screenshot oh it. Oh my good lord! Yeah, that's not legal. There was a flatbed with all they had done. What they had brand new cars. Oh, yeah, fancy rims and all this stuff. Over-the-wheel straps, great. But they had taken little uh, flip-screw washer deals and just 
zip zipped it zip screwed the straps into the flatbed basically wow. as someone in the comments that said you hit a good speed bump and those cars are gone yeah it was amazing that's where we're at so let's break it down um Oida released this market report and it's not good and in fact I'm going to share here Oida Oida trucking market report you know why our views are so low? Because everybody got out of trucking. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So signs of an upward turn don't exist. Expect current trends to continue. Flat rates, high operating costs, soft volume, soft demand, loose capacity. Uh, load to truck ratio fell. I mean, this is just... If you want to, you know, stand on the diving board without any water in the pool and read this report. Um, it goes through the different, you know, flatbed, reefer. It, there's really not much good news in here. That's why I highly recommend reading it. And then even just uh, trucking employment numbers overall were down because of the Yellow Corp closing its doors. Which, when you read about why Yellow closed its doors, actually... I, we're considering, uh, when I say we here at ATI, we're considering uh, doing a in-depth yellow corp closing report. It's not good. I mean, it's just, you know, the whole, it, the business model became robbing Peter to pay Paul. How many business models in trucking are rob Peter to pay Paul? Huh. Right? Yeah. Right. That's not, man, that's that dispatching live effect I was talking about. <laughs> right? Man, it's brutal. It is. Um, and so if you click the link I put in the live chat, OIDA, truck, OIDA Trucking Market Report, you get this report. It's free. And I recommend everybody should get this because there are places out there that are charging for trucking market reports. This one's free. What do you think they say a bunch of different things? No. Speculation live. Um, let's see here. Oh, and that's where somebody sent this in. Dispatching in 2019 versus <laughs> dispatching today. Should have been 2020 and that when COVID hit, that's when we got I all know, kinds right? of rates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But 2019 was pretty good, right? Yeah, 2020 after the COVID thing was fantastic. Though. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Right. Dispatching when COVID hit, dispatching yeah. after we all got COVID. Well, dispatching after about three months COVID hit. Then There we go. Because <laughs> that first month, uh, month or two, right? Everybody was shut down. About a month, I think. Yeah. Most of my guys stayed on the road. I think and how – hey, so – Let's let's here, let's do our comparison. Uh, from the heyday of right after COVID to now, mm -hmm. how are people doing? Horrible. It's bad, isn't it? It's bad, bad. I mean, no. we thought COVID was bad after when they shut us down for what was it? I think it was they only shut us down for like a week. I think is what it was for the you know the actual transporters. But then it took about a month for the you know 
the competition when they re- realized that there was nobody out on the road. They had to pay us whatever we wanted to be paid to move these cars. Then it has slowly what? I mean, because that's when we were in the heyday of like seventy five thousand five. Sorry, seventy five thousand loads. I mean, it was just unreal. And now, well, yeah. and now there's still quite a few loads. It's just that the rates just, are too low, right? Right. Yeah. I think yeah. I, today it was at thirty two thousand one ninety three. And I think the last time I we did it was like thirty thousand. So it's staying consistent, but it's not good loads. I mean, either the loads don't pay enough, or it's not even that. There's not enough loads going in the same direction, or you know that kind of thing. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Um, I just put in what's your route scout. Let's do some route scout after we bring in Rob, which okay. will be kind of after the half hour. Okay. Just want to give a shout out. Car hauling with Chip is here. Peach Transports here. Rob Stevenson, Jared Shepard, Chris Chamberlain. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, saying hello. Um, yeah, we need to search some loads. You know, it's just, it seems like it's been a while. But, yeah. Uh, you know, all right, so before we leave this topic, though. Okay. Um, so, all right, seasonally, December sucks anyways. Right, from usually the end of August, mid-August, till the 1st of January, this is like this right. is normal basically right. but i think it's worse as far as rates go they they just keep chopping them um yeah and usually after the first of the year usually we're between you know i would say the first week to the last week of january that's when this thing start going back up now that did not happen last year we've been in a slump pretty much the whole year we've had like a week here and there that are fabulous, but then the rest are just like, eh, you know, it's hard to survive on eh. <laughs> well, it is. Well, and, and so, and so would we, could we say the rates are low because demand is low, capacity mm-hmm. is low, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. They don't, like I talk to my, my owners that buy cars all the time they're having a hell of a time just finding cars to sell and we all know why it's because the interest rates are so high so you're going to sit on your car you're not going to go buy a new car because who can afford it i mean they go like my interest rate on my car was four something and now if i if i wanted to refinance they're offering me at like nine ten percent and i've got excellent credit i'm like at 800 so you know, wow. explain me that, you know, unless you're just super rich and just want a car, well, see, you know. <laughs> okay, well, and I'm glad that, see, that's the thing. There is super rich somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that. There, but that's not your be. average. Right. It's not. You, you know, huh? No, it's not. And they're still moving what I would call, like, these rich people cars for, they're trying to do it for 50 cents a mile. Sometimes ah, less than that. exactly. So the rich it, people cars don't even pay what they should. No. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I don't think that's based on the rich person. I think that's based on the broker and, looking what's on the board and, and but, just going with the well, flow. Yeah. And well, you can't you do go. that. Well, and this, think of the brokers. I mean, we've talked about this. There's thousands of brokers. Mm-hmm. How are you going to compete right. with another thousand? You have to lower the rate. What else can right. you do? Right. I mean, I know that service. I don't. I don't want to discount service everybody's Right. Of right. course, there's. There's relationships and yes. service, and there are other elements. Right. But there's going to be a lot of people that are just going to be like, listen, yeah. what's what's the best price you could give me? Well, and, and you figure, you take a big broker. Theirs is based on volume. So you they're getting 1,000 loads in, I'm just saying, a day. 
even if they only take a 25 or $50 broker fee by lowering their fees, which we don't know if they're doing that. I'm just giving it as an example. But if they have a 1,000 loads, add that up. You know, that's your difference between a little broker like me and somebody that can do the volume and, and lower those rates down. And that's what they're doing. If you figure that, you have to look at it that way. The bigger companies are usually the ones that lower our rates down because they can. They have the volume. More good news is on the way. Stick around. After this, we'll be live with Rob and Repo Car Hauling. We'll be right back. Are you completely stressed out from all the calls and the contracts and the verifications of loads where nobody ever answers the phone? Call Murphy Auto Dispatch Services today. Murphy Auto Dispatch Services has over 15 years in the transport industry. We are your office while you are on the road. We book we verify and we bill out your loads for you. We have an excellent accounting staff and an even better dispatch team. Give us a call today at 417-273-0021 or if you want to email me, it's murphyautotransport31 at yahoo.com. Give us a call today. That's Murphy Auto Transport Services, my co-host Sue. She's here with me now. And if you have a question for her, she runs a fully licensed brokerage and she can help you stay loaded oh you have spots available okay well why, why don't you do this while i bring up your information describe what spots available means i have um a couple spots open for uh if you need a dispatcher so and i actually have a guy that actually prefers the bigger car haulers so i've got a spot for a big car hauler and then I do I always have three, four, fives uh, available. And I have one spot in that section. I have one spot in the other one. So if anybody's interested or need anything, please give us a call, 417-273-0021. And we can talk to you about our services and send you over a packet if you're interested. Awesome. Thank you very much. And mm -hmm. I also, I whiffed it on the audio. Uh, just ahead of it. I got the rest of it. Just kind of <laughs> jumped in there. I'm just... Full disclosure, Sue has room if you're looking for a dispatcher. So there's information in the live chat. Now, Rob is almost at a stopping point, but Rob, you're fine. Are you ready to, can I, can I bring in? Sure. Sure? All right, here we go. Please do help us wish a very warm welcome to Rob Stevenson here. So First time on well. Dispatching Live. How you doing, Rob? Hey, Rob. Hey. Looks like you're having fun. Not really, but it is what it is. <laughs> no Porsche pulling today? <laughs> no, no, no. You're right about that. We're getting ready to buy one now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Use it as a, a pull <laughs> towing truck. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was crazy. Yeah. Okay, Rob, I've got you on screen. Do me a favor. I know you're still driving, and we yeah. can hear you. You just have to project a little bit. But tell us who you are and what you're doing. Hi, my name's Rob Stevenson, um, part owner in carstowing.com. Uh, um, basically, we do everything uh, from campers to uh, airplanes, uh, trucks, we do it all. Uh, we can haul pretty much anything, uh, heavy equipment, all that good stuff. Um, so my main job today is I'm taking a van that we repoed from a company to the auction. Uh, we do we make keys, we 
you know, option transports, regular towing, roadside, pretty much we do it all. Wait. All right, Sue, you take over the interview. <laughs> well, um, I know Rob does a lot of stuff. I've been talking to Rob for, what, at least a couple of years now, right? Uh, yeah, it's been that long. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even remember how we met. Someone gave you my name or something? I think we met on that show. I've been watching oh, maybe. <laughs> for a long time. So. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. there we go. And I know he's done this stuff for a long, long time. And every once in a while, you'll give me one that's not in your area to get moved and stuff like that. And he'll Absolutely. give me great stories that are crazy. That's what we were talking about, the Porsche. This guy used a Porsche to pull a car up onto the trailer. Oh, that's a story. Yeah, yeah that's a story. I should have never let him on the lot, but whatever. It is what it is. I made him sign my paperwork before he pulled it up there. Well, hey, recap the story in case anybody missed it. Go ahead, Rob. So basically, uh, transporter called to get a vehicle off of our lot, and uh, he showed up with a green car trailer. I, I had told his dispatcher, broker, whoever it was that called me, I said, it does not run. It, it does have keys, and it, it does not run. And basically, they sent a transporter with no winch and a green car caller. And uh, I said, well, I can help you get it up there with my winch on the tow truck. And he said, no, I got it. Next thing I know, he pulls out a tow strap that is used to strap a car down. He had a Porsche Carrera brand spanking new on the on the second car on. And uh, he pulled it up there with that. I mean, it was impressive, but dangerous. <laughs> but, Didn't yeah. know Porsche could do anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I got to get me one of them. <laughs> Right. It actually turns into a great story. Things yeah. you didn't know you could do with your Porsche. <laughs> you Ferris Bueller's Day Off Part 2. But I'll tell you what, that thing pulled it right up there. I don't know how much damage you did underneath. That was a Ferrari. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. They, okay, good. What do, you, what do you think, what damage do you think has happened because of doing that? You know, I don't, don't even know. Like I said, my concern was with my car that I was releasing to him. I had him sign off on my paperwork, and I said, you, you know, you do what you want. I'll stand by to make sure that car doesn't roll down into my building. But that's pretty much, you know, I don't know. Right. It's your lot. That, this mm -hmm. is good. This is the reverse angle. It's your lot, right? Correct. You've, you're releasing this repo to him for transport. Correct. So you're getting to see through the eyes you can see through both eyes. You can see through the repo agent's eyes and right. the transport eyes, which okay. apparently seem to be different points of view quite often. Right, absolutely. So, but yeah, we get some weird ones on there. Like I said, as long as our insurance is correct, and, uh, you know, that, that releases our liability, too. So, hey, I mean, are, hey are, you, are you doing site entry agreements? Oh yeah. Um, basically, when they call to qualify the load, we'll have them send us a copy of their insurance. Um, and depending on who it is, if it's a bigger carrier, um, once you do that and you've been to our lot once or twice, then all you got to do is call us and come pick it up as long as we have that certificate on file. Um, okay. That just, uh, so that just right. limits up, you know, liability-wise. If they get hurt or whatever. Or they, or they pull a car up with a Porsche and it, it breaks. You know, You're not that's not on us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. You would not believe some of the transporters come up there. But it so, is what it is. 
Have Have you seen an increase in repos? Yes. Okay. Uh, these banks are taking a beating, uh, mm -hmm. which is why the interest rates are sky high now, uh -huh. even people with 800 credit scores. Yeah. Uh, so, I I, so the turnaround for repos on our lot is one day or two days. These banks wow. are coming to get them. Quick. Wow. Um, so with this one in particular, I can't show you the vehicle right. itself because it's got the company's name that we repoed it from. But right. this is a 2021 Ram ProMaster. Uh, we got 18 of them from that. Wow. wow. Um, and so, and the bank said, as soon as you get it, clean it out, send us all the paperwork, we'll release it, take it to the auction. So we repo it, we we do the condition report, and we take them to the auction. So wow. we're getting paid all the way around. Well, that's now good that's interesting, <laughs> right? We usually think of individuals. Yeah. Eighteen think of from one company, right? Yeah. Yep. Wow. So as they Whoa. as their drivers are done with them, you know, we're doing like one at a time. But basically, the long the long story short on this one was a grandmother had owned the transport company she passed away the granddaughter inherited it didn't know what she was doing just let everything go so one bank was on the hook for 18 oh. of these things and they're about eighty thousand dollars a piece wow do, do so, you have any insight into how this pans out for the bank for the granddaughter i'm i mean you know what i mean so on this particular case since the grandmother had signed for everything the grant you can't collect from a deceased person so right. bank just wants to recover their collateral as quickly as possible gotcha. um so like i said and i think some of the banks they have what's called reinsurance or forced mm -hmm. place insurance which means as long as they get the vehicle back um or if they can't find it at all they get made whole with oh. this insurance company Sweet. it's like a credit default swap that you had a long time ago, but you know, when the banks got uh, ruined with the um, the housing. Gotcha. No way. I was just watching The Big Short yesterday. Yes, that is a true story. <laughs> I know. That's an amazing movie. It's true. It's crazy. Wow. Um. Yeah, so it's interesting. I I find myself talking repo a lot more than I used to. Like yeah. three years ago, I don't. I think it was always negative. Yeah. Uh, used car week was last month i moderated a panel where we talked about repossession i hung out with repo agents and owners um and in fact i got a show coming up uh next month in about repo uh, in january about uh repo there's it's it's become such a what more prominent vertical as mm -hmm. it touches automotive auto transport and it it's a necessary evil is what it's it is a necessary evil and it really reflects the market right right the economy yeah. mm -hmm. culture yeah. in some way it really does and the banks have to make up their money somehow so they're charging the people that, that do pay a higher interest rate which yeah. i i don't think is fair what do you do unless you have the cash which most people don't right do you think that they're Compared to, let's say, a year after COVID when they gave out all those loans for everybody, are you seeing the, that from this, or do you think this is a different thing altogether for the new recession we're having? It's hard I to say, I think it's huh? a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, economy, you know, every, right now, with all, with all the wars going on, nobody mm -hmm. knows what the heck's going on, so right. everybody's kind of scared. Right. Um, 
But then again, these banks are loose with their money because they're, they they got greedy. Mm-hmm. Right. They got greedy. Same thing with the housing market, you know, years ago. And now they're getting burnt for it. You know, yeah. people that really shouldn't even have a loan. They're giving them a forty, fifty thousand dollar loan. Yeah. And these people are used to not being able to pay. So yeah. they ride for free till we get them or whoever yeah. gets the assignment. I mean, it's, right. it's, what, it's crazy. You know, it's, I'm going to jump in because that's what I do. I'm referee. I yeah. jump in the ring. And I, I want to say, well, it'd be tough. It could be tough depending on where you are in a bank's organization. On one hand, banks act very risky mm-hmm. to make money. Mm-hmm. Right. But then they'll get very conservative once they see the risk for what it's it is. Higher. Or, you know, they can stare down the barrel of mm-hmm. consequences and risk. So, uh, having a bank as a client sounds pretty interesting. It is, um, pretty much, you know, they have a algorithm that is built in when they loan people this money, depending on the credit score, you know, 60% might default 50%, depending on what the scale is. So they, and that's how they determine your interest rate. Um, how likely is this guy to default or whoever? Mm So, um, and um, I repoed one the other night. They they had the money. They just didn't pay. That's twice they've done that. And the guy came out and was like, my wife didn't make the payment. We got the money. You know, they just kind of put it off on each Get other. Get out of town. We have the oh, money? How often does yeah. that happen? What? Hey, man, can I write you a check? I mean, you could, but it's not going to do you any good. I mean, I... You know, wow. So are they, they able to get it back then? But they got to pay all these you extra can fees. redeem it, right? Yeah, so she's getting it back. Uh, we got a bonus on that particular one because it was a higher loan amount that she owed. Oh, so I'm she's not shocked. Pay, yeah. She's got to pay all that, plus she wants us to tow it back to her. So there's another $250. I mean, it, whatever. I mean, we'll tow it. You know, I told her it would be cheaper for you to come get it. And now we'll just tow it. So huh. whatever. Wow. Crazy. It's nice to have extra money, right? Yeah. Right. Honey, go go over there. Go get in the towing jar. Just get it out of the towing jar. Right. And I, apparently another company had picked them up a few months before. So it's what it is. I mean. So. That's wild. Cause I, what, we, what do we think of? When we think of repo, we think of midnight, you know, shotgun ready to go. Somebody's going to, you know, once you got it up on the lift, they're going to jump in the Escalade and start shaking it and going crazy. That's what I think of. That but does happen. Not, that does not happen all the too. time. Okay. Not all the time. I mean, I've been doing this 30-some years, and I've, you know, maybe had a handful of incidents. Um, it's all about how you present yourself <clears throat> and how you treat the people if they come out. So. Well, that's yeah. now I saw a webinar with this guy, Alec. Alex Skip Trace Guru, I don't know, and okay. he was talking about lots of psychology. It sounds like there's a it lot is. more psychology than than we think. It is, and that's why I tell my guys: if you treat people the way you want to be treated until they step out of line, then you know that's the way you should treat everybody. Because it could, you know, it could be one of us on the other end of this, you know, getting their part repossessed. I mean, it's you know, back when I was younger, I didn't care, you know. But now I'm a little older. I don't, you know, I don't have time for that shenanigans. But well, I just tell you, treat people how you want to be treated. And it That's, makes me think. We know that there's a lot of great transports where people are really happy. 
Right. But then there are times where, whether on pickup or delivery, psychology's out the window, and you know that whether you've had a bad day, it's raining, you're cold, you're not paid right. enough, right? Right. You still can't. You, I guess you can't let that show. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So just because you're having a bad day, you know, and somebody talks to you out of the way or whatever, you know, you can't just pop off. Because you know, we have liability. We have banks we have to answer to. And that that repo show that used to be on, if we acted like that, we wouldn't have any clients. I promise you that. I have heard several companies say that repo show is not like, that's the extreme drama. So this is true story. We were actually interviewed to be on that show. Okay. It came down to three companies, my company, the company out in California, one in Florida. And we had to send in all these audition tapes and stuff like that. And one of the, one of the reps, it was MTV, but they sold the show. They said, well, can't, aren't you guys going to do anything more than just repo any drama? And I said, if you're asking me to stage something, I'm not going to do that. And so they picked that up. So it's well, all you know, entertainment drama. And it's, it's gotta be true because like, I don't know how many, how many housewives series are there? A, a ton. Right. And they're looking, that's what, that's what it's that extreme drama. Right. Um, which I guess paints a negative picture than for the average viewer that doesn't know any better. So repossession is what's your what's your typical repo look like? I don't know. Is there typical, one? Depending on the client. If it's a prime lender, then it sometimes it goes as planned. The hardest ones to get are doctors and attorneys that have all the money in the world and they park their stuff at behind a gate or inside the garage all the time and you really have to get them when you can get them and then it's all kinds of drama well i'm gonna sue you well you can't make a 50 dollars car payment so go ahead but, <laughs> you know, yeah why yeah. is a doctor and an attorney dodging car payments now there's a show probably mismanagement <laughs> of money i don't know but, but and like i said a lot of them have the money they just don't make the payment i, I don't get that but that's why we're in business i guess but, sue Yes, sir. What do you What do you think of that? I've not heard that one before. I haven't either. That's crazy. You know, society yeah. is strange. The closer you look. <laughs> right. Wow. But then, if you go to a person that doesn't have anything to their name, anyways, and that vehicle is the only thing they have of value, they're going to try to fight you to keep it. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, going to hide it, or they're going to give it to another a relative and swap cars. Yeah. Well, we have the ability to run license plates. I can't tell you how many times I picked it up at the my friend's house or a family member's house uh -huh. because the car that's sitting in the driveway belongs to a family member. Uh, you know, plus, plus we have license plate readers and all that good stuff too. So, I mean. Right, can... LPR. All right, so is this what keeps repo agents so busy is all the detective stuff? That and, um, like Working I said, bank. At any one given time, we have 300 to 600 repo, open report orders, okay? Wow. And But we don't know how many companies that these repos have been through before we get it. Uh, so, okay. So that, that makes it hard for us because these forwarding companies, they have their own set of things. They don't like competition, so they're not going to share what another repo agent has updated the account. So if it gets closed with one forwarding agency and then we get it, we don't know 
what's been worked or nothing. So we're kind of starting from scratch. Wow. And you can pretty much tell the lender uh, when they send over three or four different addresses, like, okay, this one's been skipped before and it's going to be hard to pick up. So now it's legwork and it's time consuming. Uh, before we, we didn't get paid for our investigative time. Now we do on, on some of the banks. Interesting. Okay. Could there possibly be more work opportunity in repossession than auto transport right now? It's pretty much even. Look, there's plenty of work out there for everybody. So we actually enjoy competition because it keeps us on our game, and it just it's it, it's good for business. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the banks, you know, they don't care who picks the car up; they just want it picked up. So you're only as good as your last repo or your last transport or whatever. You know, you can have all the clients you want. If you're not picking anything up, they're going to, you know, they're going to stop using you. And that's that's the bottom line. All right. So, uh, well, let's do this. I know you've got, you're, you're, you're working. You've got to get back on track. I'm sure we've taken too much time as it is. Oh, you're fine. I'm oh. sitting here at the Loves waiting on okay. fuels. Oh, are you? This is, oh, yeah. this is the fuel island. Absolutely. Yeah, this is it. In um, fact, yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. See that? So it's a good I'm thing. Just... Hey, it's a good thing you don't have an EV. <laughs> That's that is correct. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, that that line would be way longer. Right. Let's do this. All right. If if somebody's got a question, clearly you are down to earth. You know repossession. You know auto transport. You talk equipment. You have. You've been doing this a long time. Been yeah. doing it a long time. We have enclosed trailers, flatbeds. Uh, be a boat. We're gonna be whatever needs hauled. We can do it. And if we can't do it, we're gonna find a solution for you and call another company to help you out. I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't mind giving some of the work away if we can't, you know, handle the customer. So, awesome. All right. So contact Rob. Um, I'm gonna share. Rob, I'm gonna share. I know I've got. Let's see here. I've got a phone number, right? Yeah, I can share. It's a five one three number. Yes, and you should have the email and our website as well. Okay, so contact Rob five one three four six one fifty two thirty. Correct. And if I don't answer right away, I'm out working. I'll, I will get back to you. Yep, that's awesome. And then there's the email Rob at carsrepo dot com, and then it's I'm cars hyphen repo. right cars hyphen repo. Dot com, and then I'm going to put the uh, the website link in the live chat as well. So if you if you are live or on demand, you want to talk to Rob, you know, talk shop, ask questions, whatever it is, give him a call, send him an email. Rob, thanks, man. No problem. Thank that was you. Awesome. And we'll thanks, have you back sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Sue, I might have one for you, so I'll okay. call you after the show. Awesome. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for being cool. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Thanks, Rob. Have a good day. Right. See you guys. Right All right. I see see you, you, man. Take care. Right. See you. Bye. All right. We let him go. That was cool. Really cool to have Rob with us here today. And he means that um, if you need, you know, you need some advice. Kinda, yeah. Rob yeah. is a good guy, and yeah, he will he help you out guy. as much as he can. He really yeah. is. That's really cool. Um, super nice guy. I've talked to him a few times now, and he is just really nice and knowledgeable, which is awesome. Great combination.
Let's see here. Okay, so we got 20 minutes left. Uh, so even USPS, they're going to increase their rates a good 5-plus percent starting in January, right? And everything just keeps going up, right? This is that inflation monster. Yeah, that's... Well, I was, like, the other day, I went and bought something at the grocery store, and it's something I usually pay, like, a dollar for, and it was up to, like, four bucks, and it was just crazy because it would only been a couple of years ago. And it's just... It's not stopping. <laughs> yeah. Prices are out of control. And, yeah. but look at, yeah, look at auto transport rates compared to what's happening in inflation. And, you know, this is why the UAW strike had a relevance for many of us in that one of their claims, the thing is they shouldn't have said, we want to make what the CEO makes. That was not... You don't, no one's ever going to make what the CEO makes. And the right. thing is, the truth is, most of us have no idea what the CEO goes through to be the CEO. We really don't know. Right? We're speculating. Right. right. Like, uh, what, Akia Toyota, the CEO of Toyota, I think he just stepped down. We have no idea what he's gone through in his life to be right. the CEO. So you can't say, I want the CEO's money even though it's huh. a thousand times what you're getting I, right. I and i realize no one's going to give this speech and no one cares jay but there is a, a certain amount of we can't expect what and sometimes you don't want by the way when it comes to total equality you don't want to know what their level of stress is like. but you know anyways it's tough enough to pay the bills my point is on the uaw strike uh needing a 20 plus percent increase in pay for many probably just reflected keeping up with inflation to some degree and the point is that in auto transport and i don't even say it as much as i used to because it doesn't have an effect i can't get a company to raise their rates big shocker yeah right and when i try to tell companies and i do try I mean, I do it when there's nobody around because I don't want to, you know, this isn't, you know, gotcha television. But I've said to companies, you know, there's several things about your company that seem great, but have you looked at some of the rates posted on load boards? And I don't get a lot of feedback. I'll say it because I know it and it's true. And... It doesn't change. Probably because if you ask a thousand brokers if they're going to raise the auto transport rates, what can they say? They can't raise the rates. Their competition's not raising the rates. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Welcome to Auto Transport, where you can do whatever you want. Hey, Sue, what is this? Another switcheroo company you can do it for? F no, I cannot. Yeah. So you, they posted a rate. Speaking mm -hmm. of rates, boy, we're right on time with this conversation. They posted the rate at 500. Yep. You called and said? They wanted 400. And I said, um, not going to happen. And I, and I also told them, I said, there's another company that has it listed, too. Uh, you can see the bar number in the appointment. Um, and they said that uh, 
they had the contract. Of course, they always tell you they have the contract, right? And I said, well, I'm not doing it for any less than the 500. Well, let me get a hold of your customer, that kind of stupid stuff. You know how that is. And um, I said, well, you can get a hold of them all you want, but unless I hear from you here in just a few minutes, my driver's leaving. I'm not going to stick around when it's double listed. And I've been, I don't want to say this, but I've been being dicked around by the other company since yesterday saying that they couldn't get this information. And, and guess what? It was at Copart, too. So I needed a pin, oh you know, all the usual stuff or IA. It was one of those <laughs> okay. two, right? Right. And so they kept messing around, messing around. Well, I've got something to do it for the, for the price I'm asking. I said, then let them do it. Right. I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? And so this then an hour poker. later. Yeah, an hour later, they're like, uh, can you still do it? And I said, my driver left. I told you then that either you give me the price listed or we're out of there. And he's like, well, I'll get somebody to do it for the price. I said, well, good luck because you have two people listing the same car and nobody has anything. <laughs> so, I mean, anyways, yeah. That, wow. So how many people are sitting in offices lying to each other right now? <laughs> It's hundreds. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to be rude about this, but the companies that always do this are it's, always no. foreign companies. Every single time. They can't speak English. That's why they're texting. Even when I talk to them on the phone, it's chopped up English. And I'm just like, I'm so irritated by that point in time. I'm just like, this is a scam. You guys don't understand what you're doing is scamming people. They lied that they had another driver. Mm -hmm. They lied when they posted the rate. I know, yep. Jay. What makes you the morality around here? Well, I'm just calling it like I see it. Right. I mean, this goes on constantly, and yes. probably they're counting on the because you got you have a lot of people that got mm -hmm. out. They just had to get out. Yeah. See, now you got new people with no insurance or whatever mm -hmm. that are going to fall for this crap. Yeah. It's probably normal now just to accept it for 50 bucks less or get mm -hmm. lied to or right. call the customer, right? That's got to right. be the new normal. Right. I, well, I mean, it, it's with certain companies, and I kind of know who to look for. This was a new one I had never seen before, but when it came up after I'd already seen the first company, and I'd been talking to him since the day before, and all of a sudden I see the same car come up, and I'm still waiting for this first guy to even give me any information because he's like well i'm still trying to get a hold of my customer i'm like yeah i'm sure because now it's on with another company so i'm sure you're going to keep trying to get a hold of your customer because now they've moved on and everybody's playing the rate game of oh i'll do it for this in fact i got a really good story to tell after this because this is Ooh. something similar to this and um so basically you know whoever got this they they i guarantee you they did it for 400 i guarantee you they did it for oh 400. i totally because they Thank needed the load, need to yes. get out, whatever. That's what this they're, thing that's got what they're hoping for, for. If not three fifty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And yeah. then on top of it, I guarantee you, it probably didn't even move till the next day because they were oh. doing this stupid. And, crap. The, and the and the customers going nuts. Yeah. yeah. Where's my car? Why isn't it moving? I told you I would pay this a max amount of money, but, but they're, they're so tired money. of being lied to and sitting on the phone. Yep. They don't care anymore. Yep. Just move the effing car. Yeah. Well, and and yeah. everybody they know, people are desperate. So let's take advantage of the situation. That's the way I always look at it. That's what they're trying to do. So. And by the way, look at the car, 78 Camaro. Yeah. Well, they probably just sold it to another guy, right, or something. What do you think this move is? It's oh, it's a co-part. So what do they care? Yeah. Yeah. So you got so your delivery guy's like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Ah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Go fly a kite, buddy. Yeah. It'll get there one of these days. Memphis to Conroe. Conroe, so I believe, is north of Houston. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and five hundred is a good rate. Four hundred is kind of crappy. Well, this is for that. and this is probably part of the problem. And that's why that five hundred was never real to begin with. No, it's all no. a lie. And usually, when it's a lie, everything is a lie. There's going to be something else involved that's a lie. Like it's going to like there have only one wheel or some shit like that. Or getting you know. away with whatever you can yes. is the norm in capitalism. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the pessimism channel. Yeah. If you're and a pessimist, they, you'll love ATI. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and usually when they start on this whole thing, that's usually when I'm like, I'm done. I'm moving on, looking for another load because there's something else more to this whole story. And why bother wasting your time any longer on this? Yeah, those kind of people irritate me. So let me tell you a story about what happened last oh, week. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is all during uh, Thanksgiving week, of course. So we were picking up some cars in a little town in Missouri that we were in Paducah so we had to drive about 100 miles to pick up these two old were they they weren't Impalas but they were a big old car like that but they were like 64 68 70s something like that and I don't even know why anybody would buy these things okay oh caprices that's what they were so we go I so I verify this and I get get this guy and he's like yeah they're ready to go one of them is an NOP I'm like what okay first off um, I was told they both run and drive, which I was leery about. Don't get me wrong. When you see something that, that old, you sit there and wonder, is it going to run and drive, right? So anyways, so he's like, but they have a forklift there. I said, okay, well, who are you? You know, well, you're, I'm del you're delivering to me. Well, can I get the name and number of the people we're picking up from so that, you know, I can verify everything with them? No, I can't give you that. Okay. He goes, just have your driver call me an hour out. And I'll make sure they have everything ready for them. So he, my driver does that. He shows up, and the cars are not even paid for. I'm like, okay, first off, I'm lied to about whether they run and drive. Secondly, now they're not paid for, and he just does the wire right then and there because he wanted to see what these cars look like because he demanded pictures of these cars. Now, we already have these cars on our trailer waiting for this payment to go through, and they're telling him from the bank it could take 48 hours, which technically it can, but usually it takes a couple. But either way, we don't have time to sit there for two hours what the hell's going on why are you lying to us about all this stuff so i call up the broker and i'm chewing ass because as far as i'm concerned it's the broker's responsibility to let us know any of this stuff is going on and he's like they're paid for i said they're not paid for well they did the wire i said that does not make them paid for i said the guy is not releasing these cars on these two old cars just for twelve thousand dollars by the way tell me that's not insane to i think i swear they're 64 caprices anyways and um one of them without a motor and the guy said well I, I i'll call my bank but if it's not pending or if it's not in my account i can't release them and i'm like i don't blame you you know who does this so we wait there for over an hour still still not there they keep telling us the cars are paid for i said it doesn't just because your guy paid it does not mean they receive the money and they're like, well, yeah, it does. I said, no, it does not. They said they're calling their bank. They haven't gotten the money. They're not releasing the cars. He's telling us to take the cars off our damn trailer and get the hell out of here. I mean, that's exactly what the guy said. He's tired of dicking around with it, too. And I don't blame him. It's not his fault. And uh, so we unload everything. And I, t I call up the, the broker and I said, we need a dry run fee. I said, this is ridiculous. Not only were we lied to about their run and drive, I said, we were never given the correct number to call to verify that they were ready, and your guys refused to do that. And um, they said, okay, I'll get back to you. Okay, yeah, you know what that means, right? So an hour later, my driver calls and said, they just called me, and they're finally paid for. What do you want me to do? I said, well, how far away are you? And he's like, an hour. And I said, 
well, I got to get more money out of this because I said, this is ridiculous. I said, you know, 50 bucks ain't going to do it. That didn't cover your fuel to drive back on, let alone all the time we've messed with this stupid thing. And this on a holiday week when we're trying to get home too, you know. So I call up the broker and the broker, I'm like, I need to know now. I said, my driver drives any further, I'm not going back. Ten minutes pass. Of course, nobody calls, so I have to call back. And, well, we he said he'll agree to $50 more. I said, that's not enough money. I said, 50 bucks doesn't even cover the gas in diesel to go back the hour. I said, I need more than that, let alone the time. And he's like, well, you have to ask the customer for more money. I'm like, really? So I call up that guy, and the guy's like, no, I told him 50 bucks more. If you can get 50 bucks more out of the, the broker, then so be it. Because he didn't care. What does he care, right? So I call back the broker, and they're like, well, can you do it for 25? And no. I said, look, I really want to say I'm going to give you people a negative because this is ridiculous i said not only were we lied to about whether the condition of the cars not only were we lied to about uh the payment on the cars now you're asking us to drive back i said this is ridiculous this is all your guys's responsibility i'm not asking for anything unreasonable and get this they were they were getting a 150 dollar broker fee so they just didn't want to give up 50 dollars of their broker fee tell me how ridiculous that was so i finally said you just either do it or i'm i'm out and i i'm, I'm talking to them very crossly shall we say i'm not going to say what i really want to say but anyways and he's like okay we'll do it and i'm like change it i'm sending my driver now because you know what they told me first just send your driver back there we'll get it all worked out i'm like uh-uh no thank you we'll wait to get this all taken care of first so he did yeah. actually get it but that's I, beside the point that was like he was a it was i want to say it's a newer broker and they were from california and what I, like i'm gonna say again they barely spoke english and yeah I can't imagine. I, I'm going to take a swipe right now. You know, I, I occasionally, and I swipe recently, swipe right yeah. on the, you know, starting up a brokerage. I can't imagine starting a brokerage now and yeah. having to learn how to just lie and be shady. I mean, yeah. how else are you going to grow your new brokerage? Yeah. And you think it's going to be so great and you're counting money and riding on jets because those are the videos that are being put out there. Wow. It's horrible what new brokers are putting themselves, like literally stripping their soul away each day on the phone over 50 bucks. I mean, that is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Dude, go work in food service or drive a forklift or something. Yeah. Do not spend your day just lying to people. I can't even understand. I don't either. I, I, don't I can't. Care. I can't believe it. Um, here's a question. All right, how many? What size trailer did your guy have? Three car. Okay, and two of them were these guys. Caprices. Caprices. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my question is, why did he ever leave the location while this was all being waited to be figured out? Because we had already been there for over an hour, and they weren't. The guy finally told us to get out of there. He said, "Take my cars off your trailer, and get out of here. I'm not dealing with this anymore." But he left with the cars on the trailer, right? No, no. Oh, he did leave them. Oh yeah, he took but them off. But and he we hadn't left. been paid. Well, not us. The guy that they bought the two cars from had never been paid. They had never shown up in his account. Mm -hmm. So technically, like he said, I'm not giving you these cars until they're paid. Yeah, so, but he did leave them there. He got him off the trailer. Yeah, at the place where Even we were. Even though at. payment hadn't been. Yeah, and then he called out. us an hour later, and my driver drove back and picked him up from the same guy that night. Oh, he had to go back and pick him up. Well, that's why I got extra money out of him. That's what the fight was about. 
Otherwise, I was get. I still want to give these people negatives because well, it's their job to disclose all this stuff and help us. And it, there was no helping. Part of no helping. well, one of the things that happened is my mind started to wander. To I remember I was a dispatcher, and the guy, the delivery, the buyer, mm -hmm. he was driving to Western Union to pay while oh. my guy is around the corner to deliver, and I'm like. You're driving to Western Union now? <laughs> My God. The guy's about to deliver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'll be there in like 45 minutes. I'm like, what are you thinking? Yeah. What? I, I remember early on, I was thinking, what is going on here? What? Yeah. How does, how is this possible? I guess it's like, you know, the cable guy is knocking on the door. You know, and, yeah. you know, you're, you're coming home from the airport. Hold on, I'll be there. <laughs> what are you <Yeah>. doing? <laughs> Why would you think you can time things like this? I don't know, but they do that kind of stuff all the crazy time. I know. I know. That's what, that's what blows my mind that it, before you get into 100 pounds in the trunk and everything else, listen, the day... Of your delivery. Shit, the day before and the day after, glue yourself to the floor like you're an animal rights activist. Okay? Right. <laughs> Don't leave the house for a week. All right? Cancel everything. You're getting a car delivered. As opposed to, well, I got a hair appointment at 2.30. You think you can be here at 3? No. He's going to drive your car through the window of your hair appointment. <laughs> um, this is, we're in the final moments here, just good time, fun stuff. Nearly 4,000 dealerships urge Biden to slow down on the EV push. Go figure. <laughs> uh, now listen, for the record, I don't like any precedent. All right? I haven't in decades. Um, so this is not about the president and, and I also believe that EVs are inevitability. I mean, I don't know why, but it's just, it's going to happen eventually, you know, because of all the DNA fingerprint, eye scanning, <laughs> blood swabs. It just makes sense, but it, it really has been on this fast kick. And, and it's, so it's interesting. 4,000 dealerships urged Biden to slow down on EV push that's fascinating. And the EPA don't even get me started. Um, this is my final story today. T Tesla Cybertruck claimed to have 11,000 pound towing capacity. You know somebody's going to try to haul cars with a Tesla Cybertruck. Oh, yes, they are. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. We haven't seen it. We probably have. We just didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably already happening right now. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the towing capacity is 3,000 less than originally promised. Uh -huh. Not to mention ball bearings in the windows and everything else. I don't know, man. Cybertruck, I guess. I mean, uh, if you're making like a sci-fi movie, like sci-fi auto transport, maybe. Uh, um, the F-150 Lightning has a towing of 10,000. The Rivian, I don't even know why. I'd skip Rivian. I don't think Rivian's ready, but whatever. Silverado EV, 10,000 pounds. Not that any of these are really... You are know. any of them really ready? No, I mean, really. <laughs> no. Every they... <laughs> I I talked to my dealerships and I, I was talking about buying one. They're like, stay away from them. Just stay away. 
Yeah. Wait till they well, figure out their shit is what both of my guys said. Wait till they figure out their yes. shit because it ain't right. Yet. Well, <laughs> when you start towing, here's the thing is, this is just the towing capacity. Right. But right. when you actually hit the road while towing, I, I, there are, I, until I hear otherwise, it sounds like your, your charge drops dramatically while you're towing. Oh, I'm sure. So. You have to. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, and ele- so you're saying they can't even carry eleven thousand pounds? You said it's three thousand less than that. Well, it, it was supposed to be fourteen. Oh, so you're saying it's eleven? And it's well, 11. that ain't gonna. That's was that gonna be a one car trailer with one vehicle? Well, that's exactly what we're talking about. I mean, that's, that's it. That's all you're gonna do. <laughs> you know, I guess. And you're right. Whatever. Like, if you get four hours out of a tank, you're gonna probably get two, right? It's just it's, it. it's gonna get weird. It is. I you know. Agree. You know. It's and what's really weird with like in Total Recall with the Robo Taxi. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody could have predicted that range anxiety would be such an issue. Right. I mean, right. And right. that's why I guess that's why EV and battery sound so awesome. But your <laughs> flashlight runs out. Right. If you like, I have a okay. I have battery powered portable lights. And if I turn them all the way up right. to their brightest, yeah. they die fast. Oh, yeah. They're done, though. If I put them on medium to high, they last a heck of a lot longer. So you go over here, you're towing at your max capacity. Your battery's done, man. Yeah. Yeah. And how long is that battery going to last in the real world doing oh, this? Yeah, well, there you go. Exactly. I mean, what are they lasting in an actual Tesla? And then they're like... Wow. And then to replace a battery? Ten grand. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Ten grand. Jeez. It, it, that, and that's if you're lucky it didn't burn to the ground in between. Oh, no. Oh, Sue. Oh. Oh, come on. A... Oh, boo. <laughs> Send in your comments. Autotransportintel.gmail.com. I'm Jay. She's Sue. Get the podcast. It's a great way to consume it. It's the Car Should Be Business channel. Um, thanks so much for watching live or on demand or jumping in the live chat. Thanks so much, Vance and Peach and Rob. Uh, right. What's the distance? 25 miles. <laughs> I know it's, and we're not, you know, we're just sharing the news and speculation <laughs> and then, and then some terrible stories in between. So, um, thank you so much for another great show. We'll see you next Thursday. And, oh, let's, Hey, let's plug next Thursday. What do I have next Thursday? Next Thursday is... Oh, it's Michael with Peach Transport. Michael's going to be on the show. Peach Transport in the live chat. That's Michael. He's on the show next Thursday. Oh, cool. That'll be awesome. All right, Michael, we'll get your your camera and your microphone and your batteries all set (laughs) for another great show on Dispatching Live. All right, thank you so much. What do we say, office? What do we say, office? Goodbye, Sue. Goodbye, Sue. Thanks, everybody, so much. We'll see you next time. Peace out. See you guys. Thank you. Bye.